following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got to fix our camera a little bit and uh, fix our light a little bit. But what's up, everybody? We got an exciting show for you today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hang on, I'm fixing this. How's everybody doing? Before we get started, let's say hi to my. That's it. That's as white as that's as go. That's as bright as it goes. That's as yellow as it goes. I know I did. It's on. His... Mamma mia! This man is going to put Look, me in the house. That's white. That's as far as it goes. I have it all oh, the way. Jesus Christ! I'm going to kill. Anyway, him. what's up, everybody? I'm kill him one day, right in the air. I'm going to murder him on the air. So before we get started, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Not so outrageous. I mean, gee, I don't feel so hot. You know, it was lousy weather here. It was raining last night and freezing cold. There's snow in the mountains, which is beautiful. But today turned out to be a beautiful day, sunny. And I was out in the garden, and it was really weird seeing greenery, palm trees, flowers, and then in the distance, snow-capped mountains. Absolutely. Very beautiful. But anyway, oh, I got to deal with this man today. Oh, mama mia. Oh, my goodness. What's up, chat room? So, uh, chat room. We, okay, what's up? Oh, here's Astro, everybody. Come on, Astro. So, what's up, everybody? We want to welcome Hub Reynolds Jr. is in the chat room. Cindy Lady Lake's in the chat room. Don Hinton is in the chat room. Hey, Don, how are you? Backpack John is in the chat room. We got a fun show, you guys. We have uh, actor, producer, and writer Tyler Main coming on. Uh, then we have Jimmy Rooney, who's an amazing voiceover actor coming on. He does the voices of Disney characters and E.T. and all kinds of people like that. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm quitting the show, by the way, folks. Yeah. I don't do this anymore. No, 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 no. Dog on me. You camera crooked. I'm a crampy, cranky. Just, okay, well, we have stuff going on. So let's go. Get over it. Listen, Mary, uh, don't tell me to I get know. over it. You big queen. Please. Get Say over hi. It. Hey, B. Claudia just joined us, too, in the chat room. El Mari Maria Con over here. She's evil today. Right, Maria Con, which quickly said is Maricon. Is Maria Con. Look at him. He's got a beard. His hair is all astray. Look like a mess. Look like he escaped from a, a nursing home. Anyway, that's okay. Or he looks homeless. Oh, by the way, you can't call homeless people homeless anymore. It insults them. You have to say misplaced people. Okay, that's nice. They're misplaced. Well, the ones out here aren't so misplaced. They're all loaded on drugs. And they're stoned, and we have hypodermic needles now at the bus stop, which were found. So what's up? I don't we know exactly what's going on with these uh, misplaced people. What's up? Artist Miss Ken has joined us. Um, lots of cool things going on. I want to let everybody know real quick, if you're in California, we have a great event going on in Malibu this weekend. Um, it's uh, uh, through Sue Wong and, and, uh, and things that she does. But it is Love Amazon Malibu Style 2022. It's a fundraising event. 
to uh, save the Amazon. It's at the Tracy Park Gallery on um, February 26th at 4 p.m. It's located at 3939 Cross Creek Road in Malibu. Going to be a lot of fun. Lots of people coming to it. Um, also, our guest is already here, but like we, we can. What do you want to go? Speaking nicely to me now. Yes. Uh, well. And I have a cold, you guys. I'm sorry. I don't have. Uh, I don't have COVID. I just have a cold, like you know, people yeah, used to have back cold. in the old days. He's got gonorrhea. He's got yeah syphilis. He's got um, chlamydia. He's got everything. I mean, you name it, he's got it. Right, James? That's right. That's right. Anyway, say hi to everybody in the chat room. I will not say hi to anyone. Okay, come on, just. No, I'm going to be a bride. I know, but I feel sick, and so just keep going. Let's go, because we got a great show Apologize today. to me. I didn't do anything wrong. We'll make believe. Just okay, I apologize. Say, I, just say, that goes for everything you have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So we did our fight, folks. Now let's have the show. Uh, anyway, I'm excited. Mick, Mickey, not Mickey Rooney, but James, James Rooney is coming on. He and I met at an affair in L.A., and we hit it off, boy, like brothers. And the humor was incredible because he was saying Judy Garland stories and I was saying Jane Russell stories. And we knew everybody in Hollywood at the same time. We probably were at the same parties. We didn't recognize each other because we were 50 years younger. And now we're 50 years older and we don't look like we did then. But anyway, he's a fun guy. And I know we're going to have a really fun time with him. So what we're going to do before that, we've got superstar Tyler Maine coming on. Let me just do a quick commercial thanking everybody for tuning in. Uh, we want to thank everybody. We recently broke a billion downloads, and all of you guys that are listening have made that happen. So thank you so much. You can hear us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, SoundCloud, and about 150 other platforms. But those are the ones everybody knows about. So we want to thank everybody for their continued support of the show. And if you hear a murmur, it's not my heart. It's the gardeners. there mowing the front lawn. And we're working on... Um, They're supposed to come Thursday. We told them we do a show on Wednesday. Please don't come on Wednesday. <laughs> come on Thursday. Do they hear? Do they understand? Maybe I've got to speak Mexican or Spanish to them so they understand. Because I don't think they speak English too well. Thursday. Now the dogs are barking too. So, all right. Yeah, I mean, really. We're going to go ahead and bring on our first guest a little early, you guys, because he's here and I'm super excited to have him back on the show. He was actually on our show like 12 years ago. Uh, and uh, so now we've got him coming back. So hopefully we can hear him and everything is good. So go ahead, Roxy, bring him in. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? Hey, guys, how you doing? Fantastic. All right. Oh, you don't have headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He doesn't want to hear me. Oh, he, 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 he wants to hear the gardeners. Oh, <laughs> Roxy, can you turn? Oh, let me turn. I'll fix your headphones. I'll fix your headphones and I'll turn yours down. That's because he's got that man that like really like man voice. I'm just loud, Ron. I'm just loud. <laughs> Try say something, Tyler. I got, I got to be heard, Ron. I got to be heard. Is that better, Ron? That's much better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Heard, but not disturbed. That's a difference. There we go. So how have, you, how have you been in 12, well, in 12 years? Good. Doing good. Have you gotten laid in the last 12 years? <laughs> I, I have. I've been married all those years. So, yeah. Oh, so you're married. Oh, I forgot. I thought you were single. So <laughs> you I didn't hope... actually know him then anyway. We had him on when no, you weren't but... on. Oh, I wasn't on? No. How come I know him? Because he's you've seen all his shit that he's in. Oh. <laughs> Well, that, that's how come I know you. Hold on, let me do a proper introduction. All right, everybody, well, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, producer, writer, Tyler Maine. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. 
Um, so this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Yes. Very uh, cool. Good to meet you, Ron. Yeah, I've seen your work. You look so familiar to me. I feel like I know you. Why does he, who does he look like that I know that I got confused? I don't he know. He looks like somebody we know. We but have then, a... But then again, bald guys with beards are all over the place. <laughs> I mean, where they don't have it on top, they put it on their face. We're, we're taking over, yeah. I couldn't grow it on the top of my head anymore, so I had to move it down to my face. But, but you know something? It is probably the sexiest thing a man can do today. I interview a lot of girls, and they all say, oh, if a guy's got tattoos, a bald head, and a beard, I will ball him. So, you know, if you want to cheat on your wife, there's your ticket. No, don't tell him that. No, I'm just telling you. There's, there's his ticket. I'm sure there's, the girls are throwing themselves at him all the time anyway. There's your ticket. Just go out and say, hey, look, bald guy, beard. Mm. So I have a question for you to, to start this. So first of all, because uh, the last time we had you you on, uh, we were just getting started. Nobody really knew who we were. And um, now kind of like we're kind of well-known. And I never knew that you were actually a wrestler Excuse before. Me, Hang stop on. it. Somewhat well-known. We have over 5 million people that come in every week. <laughs> I would think that's pretty well-known, Jimmy. Okay, I don't want to be sound too arrogant. But I never, knew, arrogant I, never knew, I never knew you were a wrestler. How tall are you? uh six seven six eight somewhere in there yeah but I, I knew I you had to be big when i was wrestling they listed me as like seven foot because they you know they lie about all of that stuff but so did you six, ever get hurt eight. as a wrestler oh yeah i mean if if i wake up in the morning and something isn't hurting i'm going to be dead you know <laughs> like, uh, well, as a matter of fact you know i was living with uh, a lot of pain just recently and um I was medicating with uh, bourbon, as I like to do, because I don't like to take pills, right? And I kept saying to my therapist, I said, you know, I should, I think I should get this checked out, my hips, right? And they go, oh, you got movement there. We can work it out. We'll work it out. I went to a specialist, and the specialist goes, oh, yeah. Hey, which one are we going to replace first? Because <laughs> holy shit. So, anyway, so just recently, during COVID, uh, I've had them both replaced, and I'm doing great now. Oh, that's go, funny. Go, I just go, had so, an MRI for that. Hey, listen. You're six foot eight. Yeah. Are you evenly proportioned in the male department? Uh, well, I, I I like to think so, I guess. <laughs> well, because, because you know, I once went out with a guy who was, I once went out with a guy who was six foot four. And, what do you? you know, and I there's wanted, there's, there's I, me. That other one was my my old tag partner. There he is as a wrestler. Oh, gee, that's uh, that's that's Kevin Nash. There's that's me. There he is. Okay, that's the right one, Roxy. That's the one there. The other two are like other people that he probably that he was partnered with. Yeah. Oh my god, that doesn't look like anything like you now. <laughs> yeah. I told you, man, the, the hair went away. It went on the face. I like love it. Well, no, you don't look like you did either, Jimmy. <laughs> I hate to break the news to you, but your fleeing beauty has fled. So anyway, we're married, by the way. So if we fight a lot, it's normal. Don't get uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have a chat room full of people. See, please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. And then we have Don Hinton, who's a really big horror movie fan, and uh, she's always in our chat room. And and so please say hi to Don because she'll like love it. Hey, Don, how you doing? There you go. So we recently had uh, James Jude Courtney on, who plays uh, the Shape now. And yeah. you are, are Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloweens. I have a, a question because what do you think, first of all, the fact that like when you were in it with Rob Zombie, they called you Michael Myers and now they call whoever plays the role of the shape. Yeah, you know, I, I always wanted to be called Michael Myers. I wanted to have him be more than the one dimensional character and the, the serial killer that 
he was recognized for, you know, and that's, that's why I like Rob's version of it. Cause he showed the background of how he became a product he was a product of his environment and how he became the serial killer that he was. So that's what kind of drew me to it. And, and I really liked the fact that he was a product of his environment in Rob's versions. First of all, Rob's movies are way better than these new ones that have been coming out. Um, I, I believe, I think so. And it's cool because I don't know if you know or not, but Monday Netflix released Rob zombies, Halloween, uh, actually on Netflix, it came out on Monday and yeah. I'm a really yeah. good, I'm a publicist by profession and Dag Fair, who played young you in that is one of my clients. And uh, so it was kind of cool that, that it came out. So how was that for you? And how did that change everything? The way people look at you in the horror world? You know, I mean, it was a, it was a huge leap into the horror. I, I did uh, how to make a monster for Stan Winston way back in the day. And that was, uh, the first thing that I did that was horror. And um, then when Rob uh, had me audition for um, Devil's Rejects, I was like, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. And I was on that for four days. I replaced the the Rufus. Yes. And uh, from those four days on it, he, he wrote the Halloween with me in mind, you know, and he called me up and he goes, hey, Tyler, I'm, I'm doing this movie and I want you to play uh, Michael Myers. You know, and I he explained the, the backstory and, and and all of that. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. So I like love it. So I think that because uh, I'm a big horror movie fan. I like I like have all the movies. I watch all the movies. We've had everybody on the show. Um, uh, we also I, I also like the fact that you've expanded out in your career and you're not just a horror guy. I mean, even though you have a lot of horror, um, I want to talk a little bit about which we have not seen it. I don't know why we didn't see it, but we're going to see it now that we've had you on the show. Uh, but playing with fire because that's a comedy, and actually, the reason we have not seen it is my nephew wrote it and never invited me to the premiere red carpet. <laughs> so screw him! I'm not going to watch the film. So, so Dan, if you're listening in, Dan, screw you. <laughs> Did you believe the balls on him? My nephew didn't even invite me to the uh, screening or the uh, red carpet. Yeah, but, that's that's boy. Did I step into this one? <laughs> well, you know, actually, he's my he's my nephew through marriage. He married my niece. Poor girl. No, we. I want to give you a props for that, though. So, you guys, it's playing with fire. It stars along with uh, Tyler Maine. It's John Cena, Keegan Michael Key, John Leguizamo, Judy Greer, Dennis Habert. Uh, the two kids are fabulous. Uh, I watched the tra I watched the trailer. Um, it's comedy, which is something that's a little bit not really totally something that you've done tons of. So I, I heard it got great reviews. Tell us a little bit about the difference for you in doing a comedy. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always wanted to cross over and, and do comedy and do other genres. Uh, I started in action uh, way back in the day. Um, but playing with fire is kind of funny how it came about. I actually replaced uh, the original guy that was on there. Um, he just disappeared in the middle of the night just left i guess he wasn't happy with it or whatever and then they called me no, and he probably said, met dan that's why <laughs> maybe, maybe he met dan <laughs> and so they called me and um uh, matt granger who was on the film he was actually keegan michael key's assistant i I'd, I'd known matt from the uh x-men days and uh he said well call tyler maine and I got a call that night, and within about four or six hours, I was on a plane heading to uh, to shoot. 
in That's Vancouver awesome. and to replace this guy. And I was like, hey, guys, I, I have no idea what the script is about. You know, they go, don't worry about it. We'll fill you in when you get here. So when I flew in, <laughs> uh, they took me straight to set, uh, went into hair and makeup, and then went straight on to film the helicopter scene. I was like, guys, what am I doing? You know? And then uh, over the time that I was there, I was thinking I was going to be there maybe three days because this guy was going to come back. He was on a bender or something. Bender. <laughs> Who knows what it, you know, I don't know. Maybe he was lonely for his wife. Who knew? And, um, and I ended up staying there. You know, I packed for about less than a week and I was there for just about a month or more filming. And uh, we had to go in and reshoot all the scenes and stuff. So it was, uh, it, it was kind of nice to get in there and, and, uh, Play that it was huge too, though, because because it's mainstream. I mean, that's like a mainstream, you know, to the world in the chat room. They said the movie's adorable. Um, and yeah. they really like enjoyed it. And that's like different because you have such a huge horror following, you know. But to go in a superhero following, but to go into the mainstream, you know, for the for everybody that everybody sees is a really cool thing. Yeah, you know, it, it was fun to do that, you know. And I I'd done a little bit of comedy in the the past, and it's something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, you know, along with the the, the super villains and, and things like that, which 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 we'll talk about that also in a minute. Ron, you're just sitting there. Do you want to say something or no? Not about this movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, movie, no, the, movie, the movie I was not invited to see by my nephew. I mean, talk about insulted. You bet your ass I am. I'm furious about it. Of course, you know I forgot about it. I got over it. Now you just and now, now we just brought back up the bad. You memories, just right? you just reopened the wound. I'm oh, surprised man. that I'm surprised that idiot wrote such a good movie. <laughs> if you knew Dan in person, he's a real <laughs> geeky kind of guy. So also though, you did another comedy because Black Mask Two, City of Mask, that had to be a was that a comedy or no? Uh, no, Black Mask Two. Well, that was kind of like an action action kind of comedy that we filmed in uh, Thailand. Uh, okay, there you go. So I'm gonna brag a little for you. So Wait, you guys, before you go there, did you have the pleasure? Of meeting my illustrious nephew, uh, I believe I did. Yes. Do you I remember he what he there. looks like? No, because nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of those. Why? He's one of those insignificant people that you meet several times and you say, "Have I ever met you before?" <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I want to thank you for having me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to brag. Hang on, hang on. You know, it's all in fun. I love my nephew. Oh, I know. I and know. This, this is all tease and fun. <laughs> and he's and Dan is the first one who would laugh at it. So I know I know where what buttons to push. It's there just we fun. go. So you guys, some of the things you've seen Tyler in, he's saber tooth in X-Men. Sorry, I want to say one more oh. thing. I think we were out of town at the time, and I think I was invited, and we were not able to go. So I, I don't want to make it look like he's a bad guy. <laughs> Everybody who tunes in knows that he's joking, but since you you're you're kind of new to to the humor, like it's different. No, but. we were no, in no, York, we, we were in New York at the time. I remember freezing our asses off in uh, in, in May. Uh, May, I think, the, wasn't it around May time? Uh, I don't know when it came. No, out. it was like the, the the premiere. I think was in the summer in New York. Yeah, it was freezing. I was there. No, it's not freezing in summer. It was freezing when I was there. Oh, well, you're always cold because we were in May. We were in New York in May and he was freezing. End, end of May, almost beginning of June, I was freezing. Anyway, so you guys, some of the things you've seen Tyler in, X-Men, Jupiter's Legacy, Joe Dirt, The Scorpion King, Red Serpent, Troy, 
Uh, we did Devil's Rejects Halloween one and two. Victor Crowley, which by the way, I'm I, I love the Victor Crowley movies. And um, very good friends with Kane and Dave Sheridan and Felissa Rose. They've all been on the show a bunch I of love, times. Love, love, love Dave Sheridan. Oh, wait, there you go. Look, there's Sabretooth. That's the badassest shit ever. Wait, let's talk about Dave. <laughs> I, I worked with him. He is the most generous, kind, loving actor to work with. You know he's Dave a, Sheridan, right? He's a, a yeah, true, yeah. true. And he has a wife that has, I believe, it's multiple sclerosis or something. She's quite ill. And this man adores her. He waits on her hand and foot and does everything he can for his family. And he works very hard. So I would say bravo, bravo to Dave. He's a wonderful human being. How did you like being in the Victor Crowley movies? Because that Victor Crowley is like the third one or something, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Hatchet, because you know, Hatchet uh, 1 and 2. Yeah, like Adam uh, is really good friends with a buddy of mine, Derek Mears. So Adam called Derek and said, "Hey, do you think Tyler would, you know, open up the the, the film for us?" And and uh, Derek goes, "Well, call him. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to tell you he's going to do it or not." Um, oh, that's so funny because Derek's been on the show too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, so Adam called and and I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." before i even knew what i was uh getting into you know but it was like uh a quick in and out get killed and uh moving on so that was it was it was a lot of fun and i love kane hotter kane hotter's like like the coolest guy like ever and uh, yeah he's a really good dude so are you categorized as a stunt guy though like because like kane is like a stunt guy also do you do stunts also uh i do my own fight scenes because of the pro wrestling. I wrestled, like you say, for 11 and a half years professionally. So I, I, that is something I know how to do. I draw the line at falling off of buildings and getting lit on fire. Okay, that's so, good. Now, I remember years ago, Gorgeous George. Remember Gorgeous George? No, you yes. don't. You do. Yeah. Wrestling in those days was fake, phony, and all orchestrated and all done with choreography. And I believe it's the same way now. But tell me something. When you hit each other with the folding chairs, does it really hurt? Yes. <laughs> So, so why do you hit that each other? That is something you cannot fake. No, I realize that. I think the only thing about wrestling that may be authentic is when you get hit in the head with a folding chair and I hear the chair cracking. Yeah. Well, that, you know, and and, and uh, th there are things that happen. You, you know, you're trusting your partner in there. It's kind of like doing a little dance. And accidents do happen. You know, like I say, if I wake up in the morning and something isn't hurting, I'm going to be dead. But... Uh, it uh, it takes its toll on the body, you know. You're throwing yeah, but if I were, so like so like second. If I were wrestling with you, I'd be so afraid you'd pick me up and throw me into the audience because you have that six foot eight. You're, you're gigantic. You could pick me up in a minute and fling me like a toy right at the at, at the audience. Yeah, that would probably happen. Did you ever? Do that? <laughs> <laughs> you're never coming back on this show. <laughs> No, wait a minute. So wait a minute. Did you ever? You'd be back wait. in a body cast. <laughs> wait a minute. Hang on. Did you ever, uh, uh, Tyler? Did you really ever throw a, a person that fell in the audience, accidentally? Uh, well, no, not accidentally. I mean, you you take care of your partner. You want to make so sure you that you have thrown him. In, I've seen. You're trying not to hurt them. You're trying to make it look as real as possible. And 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 put on a, as uh, good a show as possible without getting hurt because you realize you're there to feed your family and so are they. Yeah, and it's it's you're a doing game. It, you know, yeah. six seven times a week sometimes. You know. But have when you the, was, que the question? The, the question was: Have you accidentally ever thrown an opponent into the audience? Because I've seen it done. 
I, I well, not accidentally. Intentionally. So how does it work yes. where he doesn't hurt the people that he falls on top of? Well, you know, they uh, it's, it's a lot of times it's staged or oh, those people in the front know into, it's coming. They're going into areas where they they know the people or or that right. they they're familiar with. Yeah. So the people know that a person will be thrown at them and they know how to protect themselves. Or sometimes it's just somebody's coming at them and and you wish for the best. Right. Instinctively, <laughs> like when they like when they do the thing wait, where wait, they final question and you can have the floor. Do you miss wrestling? You know, there's probably like when I start watching it, I'll, I'll miss it for about half a second. And then when I realize, you know, it it's 23 hours and 50 minutes of total boredom. You've got 10 minutes of excitement when you walk through that curtain. When you come back through that curtain, you're lo alone. You're driving around in rental cars, trying to find your next meal, trying to find a gym to work out in, trying to find your your hotel and then you're back to the airport to try and fly out for the next show so it's not what people think it is it's a it, it, it can be a very lonely life you know you you get to know the boys quite well not all glitz and glamour huh no i like love that so when people do the thing like a lot of times you see the wrestlers and the guys like running at them and they stick their arm up and they hit the thing and then they fall down like so they're really hitting it right they just know how to hit it to hurt the least Oh yeah, yeah. You you're making contact. It it is theater and around, and you're making contact. And um, you know you know how to take the take the bumps, and you you know how to react to them. And if you've you know been in the ring long enough with a guy, you, you know how he's going to react and what he's going to be doing. And and you know, and you're in there calling matches, and you're calling spots, and you're taking care of each other, and and hopefully putting on did, one hell of a show. Did you ever consider doing kickboxing? Uh, I did martial arts. Yeah, I did martial arts for like nine years. I mean, you, how long is your, Canada? How long would your leg be if you're six foot eight? You'd have uh, a long leg. Yeah, I mean, it was 36, so, 37 inch inseam. So then kicking a opponent, you would definitely keep him at distance. Right. I would have no problem keeping you away. Yeah, so he couldn't possibly punch you in the face. Well, it, you know, it depends if he's sneaking and slip the kick and, and whatever they do, you know, they're it's uh, the sports are the MMA and, and the kickboxing is becoming very technical nowadays. Well, I watch kickboxing and if they didn't bleed, I think it was phony, but they bleed. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like kickboxing because first of all, it's European. And my father was a kickboxer, not by profession, but by being an Italian from Italy. In Italy, uh, you're trained to do kickboxing. That's how the Italians fight. In America, we'd say, oh, you kicked me. You're a coward. Only cowards kick. But not in Europe, as you know. That's part of the sport. Right. So my father taught me how to kick people when I fight with them. And I kick the shit out of Jimmy all the time. I kick him all over the house from yeah. room to room. He just he just rolls like a teddy bear. And then I kick him again and he rolls and I keep kicking him. Did you have to go to like, like I'm going to be a wrestler camp or whatever, like school or something to learn how to do all of that? I know they yeah, showed yeah. that. I originally, I originally started in uh, the dungeon in Calgary with Stu Hart. Um, trained with him for a little while. And then um, Red Bastine came through for the WWF at the time. Uh, I was in uh, Canada. I'm from Canada, from Saskatchewan. And then I went from Calgary to Los Angeles and trained with uh, Mondo Guerrero, uh, the famous Guerrero family and Red Bastine. And, and that's where I got my training. For I, wonder if you, I wonder if you know our good friend Jason. Jason's a bodybuilder, a health freak, 
and he's written this wonderful book about children that everybody should. Oh, look Jason into. Finney, but Jason, Jason's not a wrestler though. He's a Jason bodybuilder. Finney, no, Jason wrestled. Oh, did he? Yeah, Jason wrestled in his. Youth. He's also from Canada. Jason and, and Finney, he's, he's an actor, but he's a stuntman. He, but he's from East Canada, Eastern Canada, oh. uh, And he's about your age, and he's like. He's been in many movies. You must know him. You have to know him if you see him. He's like monster, good looking and huge. He's also, not big like you. Also, <laughs> no, he is big. No, not tall, but big. Oh, yeah, and, he's muscular. And he's also bald. And the women, <laughs> no, really, it the women. Be, that must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> yeah. no, wait a minute, Tyler, Tyler. The women, we go to affairs with him, all right? The women just throw themselves at him. So I think I'm going to shave my hair off. Yeah, you grow a beard. I like. Can you grow a beard? That's the question. No, I, I I grew a beard. I look like an outpatient from a nursing home. <laughs> I look like an escapee, like an old man, you know, that didn't shave for a couple of days with his hair wild. He has to look like this because he's got that whole Tony Curtis thing, and he's he's older than he looks. He always loved this. Fuck loves to do this. Oh no, he's eighty-one and a half. He still works. He's shooting movies all the yeah, time. And you married me, and you're still jealous because guys hit on me at and girls hit on. Girls hit on him too. Everybody, everywhere we everybody, go. What? This guy's gonna be in love with me after the show too. <laughs> Watch, you're gonna send me candy and flowers. Go, go fuck yourself, Jimmy. So, so you guys, one of the movies Tyler was in was hey, Troy. Tyler. Troy with Brad Pitt, Sean Bean, Brian Cox, Diane Kruger, Eric Bana, Orlando Bloom, Peter O'Toole. How was that? Because that's also something different. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a fantastic experience. You know, we shot uh, three months in Malta and three months in Cabo. Oh, I feel bad for you. Three months in. I know. Oh, I really hate your fucking nuts. This is so rough. Get off, get off our show, you prick. Get off our show. I hate okay. your nuts. <laughs> How was Malta? It had to be fabulous. Malta, I love Malta. I you know, too. it was just so fantastic. That island is. Yes, I'm part Maltese. You know, in my family hereditary, we have uh, genes that come from Malta. So I'm yeah. part Maltese. It's, I'm fascinating. A little island. Incredible, yeah, the incredible people. Just, the history there is just fantastic. I mean, I yeah, when I wasn't shooting, I'd be you know going around touring the island and, and seeing things, and it was just uh, amazing. But yeah, I was there for you know three months and uh, shooting the interiors and stuff like that, and preparing for the fight in front of the gates of Troy at Cabo with Eric Bana. So that's yeah. fabulous. I like love so that. So, wait a minute. Question: How is it working with Angie's ex-husband? Angel you know, fantastic guy. You know, he really, really nice guy. Too bad he I wasn't a fantastic it. husband. <laughs> he likes Angelina Jolie. Look, no, I, I, <laughs> I know Angie since kindergarten. She grew up in my house with my daughter. Their best friend. They were were children, best friends. We lived in Beverly Hills. She lived on Roxbury. We lived on Spalding. I used to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for Angie. So I know Angie. She's a little weird, but she's all heart. And she's a good girl. She's got, she's too much heart. She puts her heart on out there and people step on it. So, but I don't know about Brad. I've never met Brad. Actually, everybody that we know said he's fabulous. Yeah, though. I'm sure he's a nice guy. They just didn't click. Well, she's a little nuts. He's a yeah, little sometimes nuts. Sometimes that happens. You never know. Yeah, two nuts don't make it. Like, he, Jimmy's a nut. I'm saying. So, therefore, we make it. Yeah. So I would nuts <laughs> like him. <laughs> so it, it, watch it or this microphone goes down your throat. In the chat room, they want to know what. So you you're in Atlanta. Do you live in Atlanta? Love it. Yeah, uh, you know uh, we shot the uh, second uh, Halloween here. So I and and my wrestling career for the uh, WCW is here. Um, 
I'm about a mile and a half from the uh, Pinewood Studios, the Trellis Studios right now, and I just love it here. I bought the house in uh, 2015. We filmed uh, 2016. We used part of the basement of this house for Penance Lane, mm -hmm. and uh, then we um, then I switched it over and, and made it into my little getaway. And right before the pandemic, uh, I convinced the wife to move here full time, and it's been the best thing we've ever done. I love, I love Atlanta. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. I love the little city. And of course, I love where my friends live. They live in that wonderful town called, I forgot. Savannah. No, 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 no. Oh. In Atlanta. Buckhead. Buckhead. Buckhead, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Irene, Irene Gilder lives in Buckhead, friends of mine, and they love Buckhead. Gorgeous house there. I think Atlanta, except it's a little humid. It's like New York weather, but that's okay. You could deal with it. New York yeah, summer. It can be. It's it's not it's not that. You bad. know, we're going to be filming there soon. I'm in a movie in Atlanta coming up. Actually, oh, I, I I work I, with I play one of the handsomest, most wonderful people in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and they casted no. me because they said we could only think of you, Ron, no one else for the part. Yeah. Anyway, let me go back to that. So oh, seriously, I, what, I'm a, what, what movie? Give it a plug. What uh, movie are we well, right now we're filming uh, it's, it's a, a movie called Get Her, but I have uh, I, I'm I'm working with Destiny Worldwide Productions, and so we've got like nine films that are shooting in Atlanta. We just finished a pilot last week on Sunday. Do you know Alessandro well, Fulcito? We'll Hang on, wait, I'm finished. When we come to Atlanta, we'll have lunch with you. Do you know Alessandro yeah, Fulcito? Do, do you know Alessandro Fulcito? I do not. Okay, he's a stunt guy. He's like in all the Marvel movies and a whole lot of stuff. And and we did a pilot where he's playing the lead role, and um, we just literally finished it. We don't even have the trailer yet. Um, but I didn't know you were in Atlanta. Atlanta's a great place to be because the tax yeah. incentives are great. A lot of the movies no, I'm, I'm working movie, on are there. I'm in a movie in Atlanta with Charlize Theron, and I have to be naked, and she's naked, and I have to make love to her. And, you know, I find that a lot of work. Gee whiz. Who, oh, yeah, who right. wants to do it? I mean, you wouldn't want my part, would you? I gladly give you my part if you want it. Yeah. Well, you know, I usually don't get those kind of roles. Like, look at me, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm just making, you could, though. Well, wait a minute. I'm making believe it's not true. But this guy's a coward because he's afraid his wife was going to say something. He never <laughs> said back to me, like, you bet I would love to make love to Charlie. It's just a movie. So he's pussy whip, pussy whip, pussy whip, pussy whip. Actually, in the chat room, they said they love Penance Lane. So let's give it a plug. Yeah. Penance Lane, you guys, stars uh, Tyler, Scout, Taylor Compton, John Schneider who's been on the show uh diamond dallas page daniel roebuck and a bunch of people and so you wrote that then right i think you wrote that one well my wife my wife did the the uh rewrites on it yeah and i and i helped her with that but uh and she's also in the movie she plays precious in the movie hey, and, how, uh, how many years you married uh oh gosh oh uh, you're in trouble now charlie steer on and this 11 or you're, 12, you're 11 or 12. <laughs> you're fuck boy you really are fuck. she's gonna kick your ass and you go home who who is <laughs> your wife if you don't know how many years you've been married and, and the <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we've been together since you know 2000 we got married in 2007 actually the week the weekend that uh the halloween came out so you know, oh, what? that's cool. You know, I, guess time to get married. I didn't know that you were Jason. I wasn't Jason. No, he's Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. I, mean, I mean, Michael, I hate those two anyway. They, <laughs> they always they look like brothers. They get me confused. But um, who's the guy that came out through the bed and stabbed? That's Freddy Krueger. Oh, another fucking idiot. Anyway, <laughs> all these horrible people and these horrible. I make horror movies, you know. I'm in six of them and I hate them all. I think they're bad for kids to watch. All the blood and guts and savagery. But well, it's for a little older demographic. Than yes. No, I like Halloween 
films well. And I love Halloween to begin with, and I love the children in costumes. And we, I just saw the original the first time a couple of months ago. Yeah, he doesn't watch horror movies. With, with Jamie Curtis. Before he met me, he didn't ever and watch I horror movies. I gotta tell you, it was, oh, yeah. real, it was really nice. It was really done well. The Halloween yeah. movies are good movies. I have to say, they're not like some of these cheesy shit things I'm in. <laughs> you know, these $2 movies well, that make well, the garage? Yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're not cheesy, but they will scare the hell out of you. Jim, oh no, his are cheesy. Yes, I'm going to show him yours. Now it's on Netflix, so I'm going to show him yours. Yeah, no, my oh movie, yeah, there you go. My movies are just blood, guts, eyeballs falling off, arms falling off, guts popping. But yours out. don't really have a story. His has a story. But I, I, I tell them I don't die in a movie, and you're not making me gutsy. I, will, I refuse to scare children. I'm funny that way. So I work. Around, I usually play a doctor, a scientist, a mafia. You know, always a character. Cop character in the movie but i my question i'm working my way up to the question is do you ever feel guilty about anything that you do that might upset children uh well first of all children children should not be watching the films i agree with you smart smart smart. i agree rating you know and and some it's funny because you know i'll run into some parents that they go oh yeah my kids love it and You'll talk to the kids and they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. So, you know, it, it's funny. They'll 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 cover their eyes for the uh, nudity, but they won't for the blood and guts. You know, thank you so much. You're a very wise man. You have children. You have children, of course. I Well, they're they're grown adults now. But yeah. Well, I have children. One's fifty-four and one's forty-eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm uh, twenty-five and twenty-seven. So. Uh, okay, so was... my, my eldest daughter is still my girl. What are you kidding? My That's daughter. true. They're still your babies, she, right? She, did mean, your Did your children follow you well, into the movie? I referred to my my daughter Leslie one time as my child, and they said, oh, "How old is she?" And I said, fifty-two at the time." They said, "What? That's a child. That's a woman." I said, "No, still my child." Maybe yeah, a woman, woman, woman to you, but to me, it's my child. Did your yeah. children follow you into the entertainment? Well, you know, my daughter uh, tried pro wrestling for a while. She she really enjoyed it, but then she uh, got hurt, uh, tore ACL, so she was out for a while, and she hasn't gone back. Good. Uh, and my son, we had in um, compound fracture. We had him doing some stunt work uh, for us in that, and he just loved it. And so, you know, he, he does some uh, stand-in stuff uh, now and then and, and stuff like that. So he's trying to figure out what he wants to do, you know? Absolutely. Did your boy take after you? Is he six foot seven, eight, nine, or whatever? Uh, he's about 6'4". Six, 6'4", four. Six, okay, four, so, yeah. So how, how old is he? 25. Oh, then he stopped growing. He'll stay that height. Yeah, yeah. So what do you... Wait, wait, wait. One, leading, see, Jimmy, I lead questions in. I, I'm not an interviewer that just asks a stupid question. I know, question. but I'm not asking stupid questions. Listen, you... <laughs> don't start see these two fingers see these two fingers right in your eyes you'll never see tomorrow <laughs> anyway now you made me forget the question you might have gone past so i want to know then oh. what, what do you th- what do you think because I, I it's my personal opinion that the rob zombie movies are like the best ones maybe uh i just like them a lot i mean i like the originals what do you what do you think of the newer the newer versions halloween kills and I don't know. They're, they're, they're filming the end one now. Compared to the ones you were in, like, did the you like one, them? The new ones did not get the reviews except for the last one. But they one. did a lot of money at the box no, office. No, but the last one, they gave Jamie Curtis the most outrageous reviews. And I thought, you know. Wait, I want to ask him. What did you do? You, did you like them? I mean. I, I mean, to tell you the truth, I have not seen them. I, oh, I, okay. 
I, I saw the uh, first one briefly, parts of it, but then I, I haven't seen them fully through, so I can't comment on them. Okay, I just thought really the writing wasn't as is good. I just thought personally the writing wasn't as good. I should say personally myself. Well, what yeah, about James well, G. Courtney? Yeah, well, you I know mean, they weren't as good as ours, so. Yes, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> do, do, do you agree with me that film writers and filming is getting a little too politically correct and a little too many messages are being sent, not enough story? I feel that way. Years ago, we wrote about characters. Characters didn't necessarily have to be ethnic. Today, you must put a certain amount of ethnicity in a film, and that is... And, the, and it doesn't really work sometimes with the character. He's talking name. because we hated sex in the city. No, no, no. It doesn't work, no, it doesn't work with the characterization. Well, in other words... He putting, probably doesn't watch no, sex in the no, city, though. Had, no, if they had to put an Italian in the movie and they chose me to play a Swede, it would be miscasted. Yeah. And that's how I feel about certain movies today. The casting is political. Well, Hollywood has got to put X amount of black, Asian... Uh, Hispanic and whatever people in a film. Yes, they should be in a film, but rightfully where they belong in the film, not necessarily incorrectly. There's a film that we're watching right now that portrays a black woman in 1870 walking down the street with white people and chatting with them like they're her best friend. That's overlooking the fact that back then they were still slaves and that was not so. So if you're going to do a historical bit, do it correctly because it's misinformation. That's my political stance. Hollywood, write, write authentic. This television series I'm taking place takes place during the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, we had the horrific stupidity of the white people doing this to the black people. But don't make it history where it's not. He also hated that. I don't know if you saw... About two years ago on Netflix, there was like that Hollywood TV series uh, where I talked about the, uh, you, do you know, about the gas station and, and they had like all the call boys and call girls and everybody yes. had sex. So we yes. watched that that whole mini series that they did. And who was it? And, and Ron had a heart attack. Cause, well, because they showed Rock Hudson. Oh, yeah. Rock Hudson with his, black, with his boyfriend no, on with his the black, red carpet. Rock Hudson with his black lover going to the Academy Awards. And coming out gay. Saying he's gay. <laughs> I knew Rock Hudson. I knew Rock Hudson's lover. He was a blonde boy that Rock was with for years and years and years. Okay. Rock never came out. Rock died mortified because people found out he was gay. I was, I did Macmillan and wife with Rock Hudson. And I remember that there was a line he didn't care for. And he told the script girl, could we turn that around a little bit? It's a little bit too effeminate. And I thought to myself, wow, this old queen, she really hides her gayness. And Rock Hudson did. He fought never to be gay or the audience, would, he, he wanted to die without them knowing. And they went ahead and did this. And I found that was Hollywood at its worst. Do not do anything about dead people when they cannot come back and set the record straight. Right. I, I think I it was with, terrible. I agree with you on that, yes. I mean, God forbid years to come when you die, if they say that you were making love to me in Macy's window, you know, you, <laughs> you, you don't want that to be, do you? <laughs> you don't want that kind of reputation. So writers write the truth or don't write at all. I think, uh, or, or if it's fantasy, make sure everybody knows it's fantasy. Well, but don't write fantasy you know, about real people. I mean, I knew Betty Davis, and I read the books her daughter wrote. Yeah, partially I understand. Betty was very domineering. Betty was a control freak over her daughter. Betty wanted her daughter to be a lady, a debutante, a sophisticate. And the kid was kind of like, 
the opposite. So Betty had a lot of issues with that. Uh, Jane Russell, my de best and dearest friend, my sister, has children, three, who said, we never wanted a Hollywood movie star for a mother. We wanted a mother. Right. And unfortunately, Jane was not a mother. She had an alcoholic problem. She was a lush for all her life. And until 80 years old, she sobered. And her children resent her. So where the fuck am I going with this? Whole I don't thing? know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to admit, you've got some great stories. So oh, I have wonderful stories. Carry on. <laughs> I, ho I hope the listeners out there learn from these stories. Please do not believe the media. Do not believe the press. I'm I'm media. I'm PR. I'm not PR. I'm I'm an interviewer. I I set the record straight. I try to get the real truth out. He of had it. a TV show called yeah, Set the Record but do Straight. Do not do not do not believe or everything you see is not factual. So don't think for one minute that that horrible movie, the way they looks and I knew a lot of the movie stars. I'm 81. Of course, I've been around since dirt. So I know all the movie stars they had in that movie. And they did not portray one of them correctly. Yeah, They, well, they yeah. made it sensationalism. They made them all out to be freak of natures. It was hideous. It was just not necessary. That's yeah, why yeah. I will write a book. That, that you got to look at the producers and, and, you know, question them on that. And then and, and there's decisions for making the choices that they did, you know, but I, I fully agree with you. Like with the internet nowadays, anybody can get on there and say anything they want and, and probably. And it's, li it's lies yeah, about, about Rock Hudson. Bullshit. I yeah. sat in a gay bar in West Hollywood, having a drink with Rock Hudson. It was called the Rose Tattoo Gay Bar. And Rock and I never discussed his being gay. And the two of us are sitting in a gay bar together drinking. And I never said to him, well, how long have you been out or are you a girl? I never. You Somehow, when it came to him, you just did not discuss it. It was taboo to everybody. Mind your fucking business was his attitude. All right. So next up, I'm moving on. Uh, in the chat room, first of all, they want to know what's your latest project. So what do you got coming up? What do you got that you're working on? Yeah, through Main Entertainment, uh, I optioned a book called The Last Spartan. Uh, by John Saunders, that we are uh, turning into a uh, graphic wait, wait, novel. Wait, 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 wait. I have to interrupt you. The title again, slowly and clearly. The Last Spartan. The Last Spartan. Oh, I thought he said The Last Fart. No. no the, the Last, last Spartan. Spartan. I think you've got to turn those uh, <laughs> headphones like, oh, back oh, up. That's what I was going to say. What a hell of a title for The a Last book. Spartan. Okay. <laughs> and you're, turning it into, you're turning it into a graphic novel? Yeah, we're turning it into a graphic novel um, because my wife was the editor-in-chief of Top Cow Comic Books for many years. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, she yeah. was at Radical and, and a bunch of them. And uh, we figured that that was a great way to take the next step to give proof of concept for a uh, Movie. TV series for Oh, it. TV and series, okay. It, Sounds it's, good. Imagine uh, you have Sons of Anarchy, The Punisher meets human trafficking. So... It's it's going to be a very intense project. We've got Christopher Priest, who wrote the Black Panthers and some of the Punishers, is writing it, has written it. And then now we're right in the uh, design phases for the art and, and all of that. So we're looking at um, uh, releasing that or having a, a Kickstarter or a, a funding page set up by uh, next October, this October coming up. I and if they want to... And if people want to follow it, uh, please go to mainentertainment.com and sign up for the newsletters there. It's at the beginning stages. 
and then you can be a part of it and, and see. And, and the artwork that we're getting in is just fantastic. Cool. Now, that's a subject matter I'm totally supporting. Uh, I think your movie might do something for this problem that we have right now with human trafficking. Yeah, it is. It is a big, you know, with, with getting, into this, getting into this project and talking to people about it. Uh, it, it is it's a horrific problem that needs to be stopped. You know, well, I, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a movie about human trafficking. I don't think we can discuss it. Yeah, we can. That's the pilot we just did. Pilot, we just did a pilot yeah, about human trafficking. I have two I movies play, I'm working I play, on. I play a uh, cop detective thing, and I was so happy to be in this film because this film that we, we're going to do is going to support, or let's put it this way, it's going to make awareness to the public yeah. how human trafficking is not a joke. It's not a movie. It's a reality. Children, people are being kidnapped and used for prostitution. Does your yeah. film your film deal with that? Yes, it. it, it bravo, uh, bravo, it bravo. With that, and I'm wanting to team up with organizations to help bring the awareness even uh, more clearly to the public. But it isn't even just for sex trafficking. They're they're trafficking for labor. There's trafficking for all all kinds of things like that that people just don't understand. You know, and it just talking with people about it. I talked to uh, two ladies. One was a therapist that was dealing with the victims and helping them get back on their uh, life path. You know, it, it's it's devastating to these people what what has happened to them and the shell of a person that they're turned into through these complete asses that uh, deal with this. Well, in our country, they invite people to come into our country without any reason of how they're going to deal with them. There's no work. There's no place to live. There's no food. So you're really bringing yeah. people in here without to be slaves or what is it? And then they become trafficking. Uh, I know that on Long Island, a lot of the contractors, big men, you know, build homes, go to a certain street because at five in the morning, there's like 50 Mexicans there waiting to work for nothing. And they pick up these poor individuals and make them work all day long and pay them nothing. This is horrific. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Yeah. Actually, both of my films, because I have two of them uh, that we're doing, and uh, we've teamed up with some human trafficking organizations for the promotional parts. And I'm fighting for them. And, Woo, uh, right there with you. And I think, yeah. I, I think you're going to, yeah, I think you'll be very successful with it. And the fact that you've got a comic book, um, you know, uh, to go with it will help a lot because everybody loves everything based on a comic book. Uh, and and what a great way to actually visualize it, you know, of what, what everything's supposed to look like. So kudos on that. I also saw on your, I think on your Instagram, which you guys, you can follow Tyler in social media. His Twitter is at Tyler underscore main and his Instagram is the real Tyler main and uh, that you're going to be someplace this weekend signing autographs and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be at the, uh, um, Atlanta Days of the Dead for a couple of days. Then I fly out to, uh, I believe it's New Jersey. Yeah, I think it was New Jersey. Yeah, I think it's New <laughs> Jersey I'm going into. So, you know, and it's just great to get out and, and talk to meet the fans and talk to them about that. But then it's also bringing this awareness of, of serious problem. You know, I, uh, I, I love talking to people about the, the, this human trafficking problem, but I also deal with, 
uh, rescue dogs, you know. And, oh, um, I love you. Can I marry you? Get rid of your wife. I'll marry you. We don't have to have. Uh, look, we, we have three have rescue to, dogs. Wait, we don't have to. Yeah, have sex. We, we have three rescue we have dogs three. and a rescue cat. Yeah. yeah. Look, this is this is my. This is Astro. Pounds. He's seven Astro. pounds, and then we have Brandy, who's a like a thirty-five pound. Um, what is she? She's a terrier. Like a terrier sheepdog mix. And then Shazam, yeah, yeah. who's a, 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 a feel Brazilian, a Brazilian Mastiff. Feel a, feel a Mastiff. It's like and 130 pounds. And I'm always telling every week, please, everybody out there, if you're lonely, get a pet. You'll never be lonely And rescue. Again. And rescue and a rescue. pet. Don't get yeah. a baby. Don't get a baby mill. We have to stop the baby mills. Puppy mill. Yeah. Puppy, puppy mills, not baby. God forbid. A puppy mill. I mean, well, That's I a call, whole different topic right there. I mean, I call little dogs babies. So Yeah. He's my yeah. he's my baby. He goes time. everywhere. We take him everywhere. He's <laughs> my son, my little baby. But yes. yeah, the one the one that we work with here is Paws Atlanta. We've got two of our rescues from there. Um, they were it's a, a kitten and a puppy, and they were nurse fed together because they were both, uh, you know, abandoned. Their mothers didn't make it, and so they kind of became bottle mates. And we have them both. And they said that uh, it is tea and biscuit. So, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, and Biscuits the dog, they said, oh, she won't get over 40 pounds. Well, she's already at 75. <laughs> so they pulled the little bait and switch. But, we're, you know, we had a Mastiff before, so we're, we're good Let's with the do it. Dog. And what are the uh, other two I, dogs? I, what I, kind I, of the on, other two? On. Quiet, quiet. I have to say something very nice. Tyler, indeed, it's a pleasure to know you. Very good to meet you. I'm too. very, very honored and happy to know you because you're on the right road for everything that's right. Yes, I'm my, trying. You know, I mean, that's my hats. My hats off to you. You come back here anytime you like. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I th so what are your dogs? So what kind of dogs do you have? Well, we've got Biscuit, who's <laughs> a mix between working dog and part Doberman, part I, part crazy. And then we got our uh, English uh, American Stafford. That is uh, Sprocket that I named after Fraggle Rock. The Sprocket on Fraggle <laughs> yes. Rock because that, yes. that shows the kid. And then we have uh, PG Tips, who's our kitten. That's a year old. <laughs> name is the other one. And we have a Bijon that is my wife's little one. That's where she's in. Her last uh, days, but Aww. my wife's taking care of her, and and uh, yeah, so so it, it's. But we gave her a great life, you know. My wife Listen. found one of our dogs that had passed a while ago um, on the 101 freeway. You know, when we were in L.A., she just stopped traffic. I'm like, are you trying to get yourself killed? But brought this dog home, nursed it back to to life, and we had her, Abby, for. Uh, I think five years, six years, yeah. Well, that's another beautiful. Thing I want to say, Folks, it was a good life. You, yes. You, when you adopt a dog, rescue a dog. Don't just rescue the puppy young ones. There are older dogs out there who are wonderful. Give them the end of their life, a wonderful life, because they've had a hard life. Sure. Yeah. People, people abuse them. Our Brazilian yep. Mastiff has scars on him. Which means oh. he was a fighter dog. We got him in yeah. Florida. We got him in Florida. He came from Miami. And down in Miami, you know, they, they said he was either a fighter dog or a drug, you know, protecting the drug people. Or, or, yeah. or 
both, both. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's come to us with some problems, and we've had him now many years, and he's better. The only thing is, he likes to chew and eat everything. And since he's so tall, he can get anything up high up. He can Jimmy, stand six Jimmy feet just, tall. <laughs> Jimmy was given wonderful cardboard vodka bottles, which supposedly they said if you drink the vodka, you get horny, which a joke. And we came home, and the bottles were eaten into, and Shazam, the big guy, drank the vodka. Well, there's nothing funnier than a 135-pound dog wobbling and looking at you with half mass eyes stoned out of his bird. <laughs> he had such a good time on that vodka. He can get everything now. Even on top of the refrigerator, he can stand up and get it. Oh, please. The oh, yeah. And oh, ours, ours work is teamwork. You know, one the one will take stuff off. The, like the cat will take something off the counter and give it to the other dogs. And Yeah, ours does that too. And then they scatter it all over the house. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. I, I, I was, See, so he has that problem right, too. He was, thinks it's I, just our dogs. No, I, I was <laughs> no, no. I was <laughs> I was defrosting a small uh, 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 what do you call it? Roast beef, and I had it on the center island, and I went to do something, and I came back. Well, there went the roast beef, and Shazam yeah. just looked at me with that look. You know how they give you that guilty look? Like oh, yeah. I, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the seven pound ate the whole roast beef. You know? So, so uh, that's fabulous. So, so you guys follow Tyler Maine on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I want to talk briefly uh, about uh, X-Men because I'm a super big. So I collect action figures uh, yeah. and I basically collect action figures of superheroes and horror movie stuff. And most of my stuff is signed and I have like a huge, huge collection of stuff. And uh, and X-Men is my favorite of all the superhero franchises. Um, actually, I like the early X-Men movies with Halle Berry and you and all those people. I like better than the newer stuff that they did. Um, but but tell us just a little bit about that, because to me, that's like the dopest thing ever that you're like Sabretooth. Yeah, you know, it was just a fantastic opportunity. They were they were actually talking to Kevin Nash, who was my tag partner way back in the day about the Sabretooth role. But for some reason, something happened. And, uh, you know, of course, I had the long hair and all of that. And uh they said, hey, we want to talk to you about playing the role. So immediately I went out and did my research and ran to the comic shop and was like, I need to get X-Men comic books and stuff. And and I was going in to meet Brian Singer and I really wanted this role. So I went down to, um, I guess, the I think it's the beauty supply shop. And I got the fake teeth and, and, and all of that and went into his office. Yeah, there we go. And um, it was funny because I walk in there and Brian was sitting on the side of the couch typing and didn't even look up. I said, I'm here to see Brian Singer. And, and you know, he puts his hand up and he's like, just a minute, because he was typing, probably writing on the script or something. I was like, what the hell's going on? And he looks up and he goes, I'm Brian Singer. And he goes, and you are Sabretooth. He jumped onto the glass table and he's like choke me choke me so my whole audition was like ah and he's like you're saber too so it was just fantastic how that kind of worked out do you have a saber tooth is there a saber tooth action figure based on you yeah yeah there's uh there's quite a few things the dolls that talk that, that are actually my voice doing the ah uh, um and then the the other the 18 inch ones and then the snow stuff. And of course, you know, you, you, you don't see any 
checks from any of that stuff anymore. But. That's okay, but I'm going to like So I collect action figures, <laughs> and after somebody's been on the show, if they have an action figure, I immediately go looking for it on eBay or wherever I can find it. So I'll go find it. Uh, so yeah, I, can I, it to my I, I, have a, I have a few different uh, action figures. I've got uh, the... The Michael Myers, the X. I have. I already have all the Michael Myers. I have oh, a bunch there you of those. go. I have. I have those. Yeah. I have there you go. There it is. Right there. There we go. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally gonna go get that. All right. Uh, we, we have it. <laughs> that's not the 18 inch though. I want the 18 inch. There's an 18 inch one. Yeah, I believe there is. Yeah. 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 That's what I want. That's the hard one to find. We have. We have dolls also. Jimmy and I sitting on a park bench in thongs. Somebody made it for us and I'm sent not it kidding. to us. It's beautiful. They look just like us. <laughs> How they do that? It's amazing. And they, you know, we didn't sit for it. They did it from a photograph. So it's it's kind of um, rewarding. It's a nice feeling to know that somebody made a doll of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, even when I was wrestling in Mexico, I was wrestling as Nitron for the CMLL, and they have one one action figure is all of them. They just put different things on. Said so they put a. <laughs> <laughs> they put a blonde piece of carpet on the top of my head and, and <laughs> in my face like I had it. They go, that's my action figure. So it's kind of funny. So They put a rug on your head. I love it. <laughs> and, and the last thing, then, let's talk about Jupiter's Legacy because I didn't watch it yet because I, I wasn't sure if I would like it or not. But now that I know you're in a bunch of episodes, I'm going to go watch it. Did you enjoy it? And, and tell I, us a little bit about it. Oh, man, I love playing Black Star. It, it was right up my alley. You know, he's a, a cocky intelligent uh doctor that has a mean streak in him but uh, i think you'd get a kick out of it you gotta take a watch it and let, let me know what you think of it i will but, i'm gonna watch uh, it that was one of my favorite characters to date to play and um it, it's just we did eight episodes i was in uh four or five of them as black star and uh the story was fantastic, and and I, I was just really honored to be a part of it. I know I like love it, and it's superheroes. It's like superhero stuff, so I love. Do you have an action figure for him? Uh, I don't know if they've put anything out like that. Uh -huh. Do you have oh, a Funko? Right. Do you have a Funko Pop? Uh, well, you know, I've seen that they've got the Sabretooth Funko Pops. They've got the Michael Myers Funko Pops, but. Those are the ones that I've seen. Not none, none specifically of me. Right, of you, just of like actual. Right. Okay, no, the I want the ones that are one, you. So to yeah. speak. I want yeah. the ones that are you. And do you know James Jude Courtney? I do. He's a great guy. Great guy. We had so much fun with great him guy. on the show. Uh, he oh, actually. There's, there's oh, there Black you are. Star right there. Yeah. Oh my God, that's scary. You know, you really change faces easily. Yeah. You, but, you, no, you jump. You really. jump characters well. I had a little bit of help from some prosthetics there. Yeah, no, but some some people you could still see something in it, but you really disappear. Yeah, that I, that was the best uh, suit that I've worn, and prosthetics. You know, it was by K and B, and I mean, I I was a little concerned when I was first putting it on, but once I got it on and all the the it was eight different pieces that they glued to my face. So if I wink, you could see me wink. I mean, you could pick up all my facial expressions. And it was just wearing that outfit was a pleasure. It was it was extremely hot. And itchy, itchy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, because I had to have a cooling suit in that because it was just 
everything is covered except for your your lips you know so they had to keep keep us cool keep me cool yeah all right so then uh, my going out questions i like to ask this to all the actors a bucket list male and female actor you have not had an opportunity to work with that you think you would like to work with number one and number two if you could have ever been in any movie ever made in history what movie would you have liked to have been in oh wow um okay for i would love to work with some of those older uh action guys that i grew up watching that kind of drew me to the business you know like a uh a schwarzenegger yeah uh stallone people like that uh just to be just to say i did it you know yes. I, I would love to you know get into some more of the acting chop stuff with some of these newer guys and, and doing stuff like that. Um, they should put you in the expendables. You would fit in that group of people. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hey, shoot that out there into the universe. Yeah, that's it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it's out, out there. there. Cause everybody will hear it. Hey, everybody. Let's, uh, let's get go. Tyler made in the expendables with everybody. Okay. What about a female actress? Oh, wow. Um, don't, don't say Charlize Theron, your wife will divorce you. You know, <laughs> there's this lady, Charlize Theron, that <laughs> I would love to work with her. I love her. You know, Jimmy and I are great fans of hers. We think she's the most beautiful woman. I mean, she's beyond beautiful. She's fantastic. There's so many. And she's girls. a great actress. Well, Angelina yeah, Jolie is beyond beautiful also. Yeah, he's oh, a big yes. Yeah, we like Angie's, her too. In person, I, I saw Angie not too long ago as an adult, and she's magnificent as a woman. Beautiful girl. And everything on her is real, folks. I keep saying it. Her boobs, <laughs> her lips, everything. There's nothing artificial on Angie. What you see is true. Because she was like that as a child. Built like a brick shit house at age 10, 11, 12. The lips were her. She was a beautiful child. Okay, so a movie yeah. that you would like to be in. What? What? Like, what's a movie that you think? Oh my God, I would have loved it if I would have had an opportunity to be in this movie. Oh, I would have loved to do done something with like a, a Boris Karloff or something like that. Yes, back yes. in the day, you know. Yes. I mean, it's, it's. I actually have a comic book uh, of his, one of the first comic books that I've ever gotten is uh, one of his and. It was that's one of the things that drew me into the comic book world too. Um, just seeing those things, but back in the day, the comic strips, you know, that, that you get in the newspaper were fantastic to watch and look through too. Were you a horror movie fan, like as a child? No, I was more into the action stuff, you know, because I was okay. doing martial arts and I was into the action stuff. But you know, growing up in in Canada, I was. Um, you know, this tall, skinny kid, glasses, braces, slightly dyslexic. And at 10 years old, I was a paper boy. So what I would do is I would um, tear the papers apart and look for the comic strips back in the day because I didn't like reading, but I liked seeing the story through the artwork. You know, and look at now you're so doing a comic what, book and, and now you're doing and, a graphic yeah, novel. So listen, it's did you, did coming you get, full circle. Did you get to go to your prom being tall, skinny and four eyed? Uh, yes. Oh, I bet you got the best girl in town to go to the prom with you, right? Well, I, I, I did, uh, you know, because I shed the, uh, I shed the braces and I shed the glasses. I got contacts and, and I was kind of filling out a bit then, you know, and, uh, I, I, I've done okay. Last, oh, yeah. last question as a wrestler, did people like want to fuck with you? Like, cause they think that like, cause since no. you're, cause you're such a big guy when you're like out at a restaurant or something, do people just come up to you and be like, think that you're like, no. you know how people always try and start fights with the big guy? No, like, not, did that happen to yeah. you? 
No, you know, I, I don't have that energy. I, I'm, oh, good. I, I just, I try to get along with everybody and, and just in, enjoy it, you know? And, uh, you're, you're intimidating. Well, <laughs> six, six, I mean, I'm six foot. So he's eight inches taller than I am. That's quite a bit. Bigger. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, well, back in the day when I was wrestling, I was three hundred forty-eight pounds too. So oh, see so what big mom. You know, I was, I was, I was pretty big. Chubby, I like, chubby, love it. Chubby. All right, you guys. So this is Tyler Maine. Please support all that he does. His Instagram is the real Tyler Maine. His Twitter is Tyler underscore Maine. We want to thank you for coming on the show. You're fabulous. Uh, congratulations on a wonderful career. Best of luck with the, the graphic novel and the TV series. And if there's anything we can do to help, please let us know. Yeah, thanks, guys. Send, send everybody to sign up for those newsletters. Uh, MainEntertainment.com, you guys. M-A-N-E yeah. Entertainment.com. Tyler, it was a great visit with you. I enjoyed it. It was an honor meeting you, sir. We got to do it again. <laughs> I will see you down the road. All righty. Bye-bye, Tyler. Thank bye -bye, you. Bye-bye, Tyler. Yay. See you guys. Bye. Nice guy. Really a nice fella. So you guys, I got a message from our next guest. I don't know what it says. I got to listen to it. So we're going to take a little music break real quick, you guys. Uh, we're going to play. The name of this song is Slave by the group Wet. And Wet is Joya Bruno. So this is a band oh, that she Joya. had back in the day. I think you guys will like it. Uh, so please enjoy Slave uh, by the band Wet featuring Joya Bruno. Yes. 
be talking to our next guest, who is James Rooney, the son of Mickey Rooney. And I'll let Jimmy announce him. Hey, well, he's not here yet, you guys. We're working on the, the technology uh, a little bit, and uh, hopefully it'll work out. What's his problem? What's the problem? Well, share it with us. Uh, I don't, the problem is he just uh, doesn't. He's not technically uh, savvy. Well, couldn't he get somebody that was to be with him? Well, I guess not. I'm going to beat him when I see him. Anyway, keep talking because I've got well, things to I'm do. Well, I'm going to say if James doesn't come in, I'm going to scream because so many people are watching today because they heard that Mickey Rooney's son is going to be here. And James and I had a lot of fun at an event we went to on Melrose uh, a week or two ago. And we met for the first time. And he spoke of Judy Garland, and I spoke of Jane Russell, and we went from there to speak about all the old-time stars that we both knew. Probably we had been at the same affairs and parties, but not recognizing each other because it was 50 years ago, and we looked a lot different 50 years ago than we do now. But he's a fun guy, and I really hope that he finds his way to our show because you'll enjoy him. Uh, what's any update yet? No, I'm working on it. Work, Jimmy's working on it. Um, it's really simple to get into our show. Just, you know. B. Claudia also joined us from Germany. Hey, B. She joined us earlier, but I couldn't bring uh, up because Tyler was on. Oh, I mean, it's easy to just come into our show. Just um, do whatever. What is it you have to do to come in? You just click the link. You click the link, but you got to do it in Google Chrome. That, that kind of sometimes messes people up. Yeah, so how come strangers can't click the link and appear on our show? Because I don't give them the link. Oh, it's a special link. It's a special link, yes. Oh, it's not a public link. No, there's a link to watch us, and then oh. there's one. Otherwise, the other some one. nut will get naked and link in. That's all we need. They keep throwing things of ours off the air. <laughs> That's like Facebook. You know, Facebook says, um, what have you got to say? And then when you say it, they don't like it. They take it down. So I don't understand why they say, what have you got to say? Because so oh, he's calling me. Let's play uh, No Authority. Can I get your number, you guys? This is Ricky Rebel before he came Ricky Rebel. Enjoy.
Watching your commercial, I hope the world doesn't hate me. I'm the guy who helped create boy bands. Yeah. <laughs> me and Lil Perlman created all those boy bands, and now I think the world hates us. I'm in East, I'm in West. <laughs> Hang on one second. Oh, I love your background, though. Thanks. All right, so he'll come back when he comes back. Just let him in. So anybody... Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. I thought you did rehearsals before. No, I didn't do rehearsals. He's Don't too you... busy. He's working uh, I know, on but... a... Well, if a guest is too busy for a rehearsal, then they shouldn't be our guest. I didn't have to do it with Tyler Maine. If they cannot clear an okay show, they shouldn't be our guests because to do this to our audience is annoying. That's okay. And the, and the guest has to understand that this is a show. It's not a private conversation. He'll be back. So you must always interview them before the show to make certain that they know what they're doing and that their equipment is not on fire. On fire. <laughs> I mean, really. Show business today is down the drain. Oh, B. Claudia says the echo was gone too. Yeah, she said it didn't matter though. Anyway, you guys, so the, so we met we met Jimmy Rooney at a, at our event last week on Monday at the For the Stars Red Carpet Fashion Valentine's Day event, and he was very fun. And Ron talked to him for a long time, and we just had a good time with the whole thing. So it should be a lot of fun once we get him going. But you know, dead air is dangerous in our business. We say we call this dead air. So we have to improvise now and we have to come up with things to say that are interesting or funny. Oh, boy, that makes our job a little more difficult than it is already. But we'll just chat. Anybody out there have a question they want answered? Please type it in now so we can read it. Tell more about the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's hear more about the Super Bowl event that you went to, Ron. Me? Yeah. I never went to a Super Bowl. I would never in my life. I, I wouldn't be with caught Brian dead Sebastian. Oh, the Super Bowl. I thought you meant yeah. the actual game. Oh, I thought you meant the actual game. I would never go to a Super Bowl game. I hate football. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the party on top of Madame Tussauds' rooftop. Yes. Oh, it was wonderful. I met such interesting people. And we made, shut up, Astro. And we made new friends. I saw a, great, a lot of a, pictures. We really had a great time. Yeah. We had a really good time. I mean, it was a beautiful day. And there's nothing lovelier than being on the top of a building in Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard, overlooking all of what was old Hollywood. I could see the Art Deco rooftops, all the wonderful architecture. And all I could do was think about the great movie stars of years ago and how they wore gowns and tuxedos and pulled up in their 20-foot-long limos and got out for the red carpet events. Yeah, outfits back then are totally different from what we see today. Well, and Yeah, what we see today is junk. What they did back then was elegant. And the studios, of course, rehearsed them and told them what to wear, who to date, and how to go on the carpet for a movie premiere. So it was all staged. Uh, today, it's haphazard. I've worked the red carpet with Jimmy. Jimmy does a brilliant job. But sometimes the guests get in antsy and crazy 
and they want to get on and they all get uh, rush you together and i have to say you know stop it's not your turn and they disregard what i say and they continue on so i've worked it out now with the interviewers if a guest is not been presented to you to be interviewed don't interview them and that worked and we had a lot of people that were going on well one person said to me well who the hell are you and i looked at him i said you know grow up moron you're not getting interviewed and they said oh really and the guy went up to the thing and my pal trixie said i'm sorry but we're not interviewing you yeah arrogance should not be able to get you well, into <laughs> well no not me because i don't need to take shit from anybody i mean well, not like uh, yeah. I've, earned, I've earned my dues their you know, their arrogance of them thinking they're entitled to be and it's not even arrogance it's just damn rude manners and ignorance where yeah. i come from yeah uh, you know, I'm on that carpet to assist Jimmy, and you've got to respect my position and wait your turn. You know, you'll get on. You will get on. And half of these people are nobody. And I said to Jimmy, who are these people? Why were they slated? I don't even know them. They're not even actors. They were people that just came. Friends of friends. They should not be on a red carpet. A red carpet is for celebrity only or for the people who are involved in the film who are in the film. Or connected to the film in a productive way but if you just are friends with somebody you have you have no business being on the carpet and having your photograph taken because nobody knows who the hell you are and no one cares who the hell you are so they have to learn red carpet uh manners but years yeah. ago it, it wasn't that way at all you know people got out of their limo they walked in front of the interviewer one at a time here there's no limos they just come here by bus or bicycle and press too press can get a little out of hand sometimes too i have one photographer who i will not let photograph me anymore because he was coming in close i said please don't do a close-up and he said don't tell me what to do he said and now you'll never be photographed by me again and i said good because i never will be i have no intention of ever being photographed by you again that's that's the street that's what i'm on I we mean, got I, we got him now oh jimmy's and nice and clear except for a little bit of echo okay that's okay okay hey all right everybody oh. we're gonna just rock with this because we're gonna run out of time and we don't want to run out of time we can hear you now say something ouch sorry <laughs> there we go all right everybody now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell super talented Yay! voiceover actress jimmy rooney hello and welcome to the show Hey, Let hey. me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Like he doesn't know <laughs> I know he knows you. And then we have a chat room full of people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, world. We're happy campers. I think I'm going to go out camping. <laughs> there you go. No, it's hi, terrific. I, I intend yeah. to smack you from pillar to post when I see you for doing this to us. <laughs> you, you, gave us a, you took so much time yeah. away from this interview, and I've been waiting patiently for this interview to talk to you yeah i'm sorry i just got that's stuck okay. With... that's okay that's i'm just... in an office that isn't really my office so i'm like trying to figure everything out so listen james before we sorry. go any further i have mm -hmm. got to know this so that i know who i'm interviewing are yeah. you in fact the son of mickey rooney well it's a long story i was told that i was a fake son of mickey rooney but my brother said i wasn't so um my dad had so many kids i'm afraid every time i go out i'll meet a new relative yeah i mean my dad told me my dad said you know you are corona which is your mother's name and um you're rooney so i said okay what does that mean he says well there are many roonies my brother has five names and um 
Mickey Rooney Jr. So I said, you know, am I one of your illegitimate sons? And he said, look at you. You can't, you can't tell the difference. My hands and Spielberg goes, put your hands in the cement. I put them in the feet and everything. He says, you're identical to your dad and your face. He goes, that you can't change. So um, I had these, I met this girl and I didn't want to talk to her and I didn't want to pay her money. So she wrote this article. And then this guy said he got a phone call from uh, the son of Mickey Rooney. It wasn't me. I didn't call him. I don't know who they were. He was some cracker writing a book about Mickey Rooney and I wouldn't give him any information. And Jim and. Would you know um, his name? Do you know his name? He wrote a book. I don't remember the name of the book and it was really well, his, bad. And his, his name, because he wrote on my Facebook page, Ron, you've been had. And he was going and I kept deleting everything he said because until, until I spoke to you, I was not going to accept anything he said. So I sure, kept deleting, and, I mean, and, deleting you know, and deleting. I don't know who this guy is. I refuse to give him money. I refuse to help him write this book. He's a nut. He's a nut. That's what my, that's what my, that's what uh, several famous people that are friends of mine said. And um, they said, he just wants money. He wants fame. The, and then I was, I was sent something about him saying he wrote the worst book of a, an American idol in history. And I said, I'm not going to give him any information. And Jimmy Rooney Jr. told me not to talk to the guy. He's a crazy crackpot. And the little, the girl who wrote that article about me, she works in her little garage underneath the garage in her parents' house trying to make money and make a name. And, and Michael Douglas told me she's just some hack who spreads news, trying to make it famous off of other people's names. So I, I well, figured unfortunately, unfortunately, we've got so many screwballs in this business who want, to either, who want to either be you or destroy you. So let's never right. mention, you know, let's not talk about this ever again. Judy I'm Garland, what people. was Judy, I, what was Judy Garland like? You know, Miss Garden, you know, she was funny. I mean, she was very quiet. But I remember, um, you know, my dad, I could tell you a funny story. Um, that was Elizabeth Taylor. And actually, um, Judy Garland, Miss, I knew Liza Minnelli, you know, in New York. She lives in New York while I was living in Los Angeles and Florida and London. So um, I was only about 10 or 11 when she passed away. And Liza was about 20 because she's 10 years older than me. But she was really a nice lady. I mean, I mean, I mean, she was, you know, she didn't, I mean, I asked her a question once. I said, why do you take so many pills? And she goes, well, Mr. Goldwyn wants me to lose a lot of weight. And I said, well, um, how much do you weigh? And she goes, 90 pounds. And I went, <laughs> isn't, she goes, the camera, camera puts a lot of weight on you. And I said, wow, you're 90 pounds and she wants you to lose more weight. I said, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> you know, like, man, we're <laughs> I want to do a little bragging for you for people who don't know. So we have Jimmy Rooney, you guys. Uh, I, when I Googled you, this Disney site came up and said that, you know, you do 400 voices of Disney characters and that right. you were one of the original Archies. And you've also done Mickey, Goofy, Tweety, the Minions, Sylvester, E.T., Bay City Rollers, Boo Boo Bear, Yogi Bear. And then and I also read something that said you could do 4000 voices, which is an awful lot. That's um, a lot. I don't know if there's I don't know if I read that. I know it's 400. Walt Disney hired me. And he was he was actually the first voice of Mickey Mouse and um, Roy Disney was more the businessman. So he helped me learn, you know, the business and the voices. But um, no, it's not four thousand. It's more like four hundred. I mean, I've done so many voices like um, I'm going to be able to put my voice. Actually, Google contacted me and said, we want you on our GPS as Stallone. Yo, you ain't so bad. You know it. Go left here, you stupid. <laughs> you know, and so they want me to give this give the directions. Hey, go that way. I'm talking to you. 
you know, so it's kind of fun. But I also work with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've worked with uh, Stallone. I had a company called Canon Films, and, you know, we launched a lot of careers for people. We're trying to help people. Today, it's all about negativity and trying to, these people are trying to tear each other down so to make themselves look better. And our my job was I want to help. I, I, I brought some kid all the way from the East Coast to do the voice of Kermit. He was so amazing, you know, and um, it's, you know, you really, you need to help each other. You got to help each other because I agree. You know, it's what back the world's the all about. Back in the days when the studios owned the stars, oh. the stars couldn't get away with this because the studios would not permit it. So right. stars were told what to say, what to yep. tell an interviewer, what to put and, in a magazine. Today, right. and they had to, wait, hang on, Mick. Today, I mean, Jim, see, you got you, 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 you're your father. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know that's what tells me. You're, you're definitely Mickey Rooney's son. I vouch for that. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Uh, anyway. Today they come haphazardly. They say what they like, and sometimes they don't mean what they say. Well, and, and they say something destructive to another artist. Right. Said, but what's sad said. is I, I knew a gentleman who worked with me, and um, you know he worked. We were working on Young Guns with Lou Diamond Phillips. Somebody wrote an article about him that was not true, and it destroyed his career, and he lost everything. So I had a little fight with Google, and I said, "Look, it. You say you're not the one who put up the article, but you're spreading the article." So you need to take it down or I'll sue you for defamation of character. And I won, you know, and then Google came to me and said, you know, this lady who wrote this article about you and this man, they just want money from you and they want attention. Don't give it to them. And then M Michael Douglas said the same thing. Don't don't give it to these guys. They're not worth it. You know, I'm like, it's sad that people can put anything they want up about somebody and destroy their career. You know, I'm well, like, they get away no, with it. They bullshit. It. No, they get In away the old with days. It. Marlon Brando would have went to their house and shot him. I knew him. <laughs> but wait, I was like, I always was always afraid of him. Or Richard Burton would tell me, you know, he'd say, man, don't you even say anything negative. And I mean, you know, I know, I remember my dad would slap me upside the head and say, what'd you say? Nothing, sir. <laughs> you know? But in, so you, kind of today, how they get away with it is they say, in my opinion, so yeah. once you say, in my opinion, it's not slanderous, there's no lawsuit. And, because well, you're saying it's simply your opinion, not basing a fact. And that's right. how they get away with really slanderizing. Right. And then when they say, I was sitting here laughing, I go, gosh, I told my brother, Mickey Jr., I said, hey, you know what? I'm really not your brother, they say. And he goes, do they have a DNA? I said, no. Then make them get a DNA and prove it. And so we did, and it worked. So my brother looked at me, and he laughed, and he goes, I want nothing to do with these crackers. Because you give them attention, it makes them more popular. So he he would he said you know it's not worth the trouble. I said you know well, and look. you know what? Who cares if I'm Mickey Rooney's son or not? You come to hear my voices. You come to hear my music. I'm number one in all of France, Italy, and Germany. So I mean you know if you go what to what kind my of music MTV, do you do? Tell us what kind of music you do. Um, I sang in the Jersey Boys. I sang for Michael Jackson. I sang for oh I should have said that. I sang for a lot of play people. You know it's like somewhere they go crazy you know um <laughs> but if you go to my site you can hear my imdb and you can see all the movies i've been in i was the first voice for which was really cool i had to, i got a cool job i was working i was messing around on the thought um i would say the the lot of universal and i was running around and this guy comes to me and he goes hey kid i hear you do voices and i said sure and he goes, come over here. He goes, do Marty McFly. And I said, Doc, Doc, we need you. You know, next thing I know, I'm helping Marty. I'm helping him do all the voices of Back to the Future. Robert Zemeckis, he was really cool. He goes, this guy can really do voices. And like, ah, you know, and I started doing the parrot for Johnny Depp's movies with the, the parrot that, you know, would say, yes. ah, head, you know, so it's kind of fun. Do so, E.T. 
Oh, ouch, Elliot. You know, and I was saying to, <laughs> I, was, I was saying to a certain person in ET, I said, you know, and I, I asked funny, ironic, I just called John Barrymore, which is Drew Barrymore's brother, and we were laughing. We know and him. I said, I said, I said, who is this lady that supposedly did ET's voice? And he goes, Oh, I don't know. I go, Well, she's got an uncredited title. And um, they said, Well, it was some lady who smoked and everything. I said, Look it. And I said, You cannot do a voiceover by just grabbing somebody out of a store, dropping into the store, and say, Do the voice for a major character. You know, you have to be sag after, you know, all this stuff. And so this guy said, Well, he, she really didn't, but she got the credit, but she died right before the movie. I'm like, Really? <laughs> and there was another guy whose name was Bill. <laughs> I know there was another guy whose name was Bill and he, he, you know, we, we were doing all the voices and we were looping the voices, mostly ADR. It's automated dial replacement. I mean, the kids, you know, this is the kind of job you want in Hollywood because it's, um, it's not, not that hard, but acting is hard, but you know, the voices are easy. Like I remember, you know, <laughs> some of the stars we gave voices to, we were like, who are those guys? <laughs> so it's kind of fun, but it, it was different. It was different. You know, today and you're I mean, in demand and you're in demand. Exactly. Like I'm lucky if I can sell a hot dog to a drowning, drowning person, you know, but I mean, I, yeah, we, we get a lot of calls from major companies and, you know, sponsors are so tired of the, they say the crap that's out there. They want something with talent. It's like, you know, I did the minions voice. Oh, battle banana. Oh no. You know I mean? And I have a website up that has all Disney characters on, as you know, I couldn't have that website up if I didn't do the voices. I would be, you know, I would right. have Disney come after yeah, me. Yeah, Disney would be all after you because they're terrible. Yeah. They're not nice. So, you know, I mean, if people are stupid enough to read one bad article, maybe they're smart enough, which I doubt, to read all the other articles that are underneath it about how good you are and who you worked with. I mean, so what, wait, wait. So, what are some of your favorite characters? Scary. Well, you know what? Um, I think, I mean, I went, I'll go way back to Hanna Barbera because, um, What's her name's dad? Um, she, uh, I can't remember. Gosh, she's an actress and her dad was my agent in Hanna-Barbera. I did the first voices for the California Raisins. Remember those? Heard it through the grapevine, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I could sing and do the voices like Bebop. But I think, you know, Yogi Bear was fun and, you know, um, Lightning McQueen. There was a lot of, lot of voices that were good. All you know, right, so Hanna Barbera. Run. Let, let huh? Ron ask you, because Ron likes to know about, like, all the Hollywood stuff. No, 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 no. He's up. no he's, he's oh, taken, man. He's taken my interview that I thought I was going to get into an entirely different place. So you so, go. Well, I don't know that we really have that much in common, because I realized he was five years old when he knew Julie Garland. I was not five. I was. I was 10. <laughs> 10, and I was not. So we really don't know the same people at the same time. I'm way yeah. before him. I'm 81. He's nowhere near 81. Yeah, I know I'm, how old I'm, he is. I'm 108, but you know yeah. what? We do no. know Marilyn Monroe because no, I I'm, never, I never met Marilyn. I knew you Jane didn't. Was. Are you kidding me? You had some really cool stories because no, she was I, my babysitter. So yeah. I mean, you know, but I'll tell you a funny story about Elizabeth Taylor and you, Marilyn. Elizabeth, Monroe. Elizabeth, I knew. Okay, I'll tell you a funny story about those two. Um, Mrs. Uh, Marilyn Monroe said, "You know what?" Um, I'm going to do something that Elizabeth Taylor would never do. I want to get my career going. I'm going to do something she would never do. And so my brother, he knew her better than I was. He's asking her, what are you going to do? She goes, just watch me. She posed naked in Playboy. And Elizabeth Taylor's religion, she would never do that. 
So that kind of sprung, strung her up behind, higher than Elizabeth Taylor. And I remember one day I was in a room and Mrs. Richard Burton, Mrs. Taylor said to me, you know what, son? I go, yes, ma'am. She goes, I've been married as many times as your dad has. I go, really? She, and Richard looks over and says, no, you haven't. You married me twice. <laughs> you know? And he goes, and what are you even famous for? I was like, oh, my God. And then they start throwing things at each other. And I ask him, I asked her, I go, do you really love him? She goes, he's the man I love to hate. And he, he goes, who are you? And they would go at it forever. It was funny. The funniest things I saw. But, you know, it was a different world back then. You could say something and not everybody. You know, I grew up with a, where they said, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Now Us too. That's how I it's feel. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, the stuff I was called when I lived in Jersey, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, Betty, so, Betty Davis, has, I, will, I will not oh, uh, I say what Betty all. Davis said. I would never betray her trust. But Betty Davis was probably one of the most outspoken women I've ever yep. met. And she had an opinion about everybody in Hollywood. You name a name, and she gave you an opinion. And that but it opinion, was an honest opinion. And that was about 10% correct of her opinion. You're right, so, though. It was an honest. That's the way Ron is, too. Ron will give you always an honest no, I opinion. I once said to Betty Davis, who would you never want to work with? And she gave me her answer. I, I, I won't say. Anyway, it was, anyway, her, in general, any man that she would never work with Clark Abel because Clark Abel was too strong. Betty Davis wow. liked weak men to make her stronger because she always played the, the character, the lead. And no right. man could ever out character her in a movie and no man ever has. All her yeah. men were selected and they were calm, you know, quiet guys. Right. So, well, it's just like when I, I met Mr. John Wayne and. The, the funny thing about him and my dad and when they played in that Western, when John Wayne walked through the door, they built the room smaller so he looked big. Then right. when the women walked through the door, they built the doors bigger so the women looked smaller. Look smaller. Yeah, true. I was sitting here going, oh, my God, they're going through the same door, but one's 10 feet tall, one's six feet tall. Right, right, right. So that, 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 that was kind of... The, the tricks of Hollywood. When I, yeah. I I did a show at the Copacabana in drag as Jane Russell, and my backup dancers were up on a platform. And if I had to use a champagne glass, it was an oversized glass, oversized glass. to make my hands look small. And so everything yeah. was done because I'm six foot in high heels, six three or six two. So they had to build everything to make me look smaller. That's optical, optical Hollywood. So now yeah. you're little. Do they ever shoot you to look tall? Well, here's the, here's the interesting thing. When I was doing, um, I think when I, I don't remember which, Back to the Future. Here's the thing that was interesting. When Mr., oh no, it was during Batman. When Mr. Schwarzenegger came in the room and he his scene, they shot the camera looking down to make him look smaller. And then, then certain other movie star, I won't say his name, he'll kill me, was smaller and they shot the camera up so it made him look bigger. And right. I was like, it was really weird how they did that. They, yeah, did, what did, right, they did that with Natalie Wood in Gypsy. Natalie oh, Wood yeah. was a tiny girl. I mean, I used to see her and Robin at the restaurant on Thursday nights in Beverly Hills. And yeah. she was a tiny girl. The camera was way down when she did Gypsy on the strips, stripping on the stage. Yep. And it made her look so tall and lean. Like, yeah. It's all about I'm the sorry, camera. You're right. but, yeah, it wasn't Jane. I mean, I met Jane Russell. She's like, she was standing straight up. I was like, oh my gosh. And Jane, Mrs. Monroe, she was little or a lot smaller yeah. than her. Well, in so, gentlemen prefer blondes, Jane Russell was barefoot most of the time. The only time that you saw them both walking in high heels was when they got married at the end. And you could right. see how much taller Jane was oh, in Maryland. Was. 
Jane was a yeah, big that's... woman. Jane was a big boned woman. She was a large woman. Yeah, that's what my dad would say. After long legs, her, very long one... legs. Real quick, Ron, Ron, one of Ron's dearest, closest friends, Terry, is in the chat room, which I don't know how she actually got in the chat room. So do a pick a voice and just say hi to Terry uh, for us. Hi, so... Mickey Mouse here. You know, I was just thinking about Sid and Marty Croft. <laughs> <laughs> hey Terry, I'll thinking. call you. I'll call you after the show. I've I've been so busy. With, I'm learning. Two, <laughs> no way. I have to talk to my friend. I never talked to. I'm busy reading two scripts, knocking down walls, and doing all sorts of things. Love you, Terry. Anyway, all right, go ahead. We only have five more minutes. No, I'm so. redoing our bathroom. I'm making it a dressing room bathroom. So I ripped down all the walls, got rid of all the closets, and now we're reconfiguring the whole thing so that we have a bathroom that is a. Our bathroom is in the middle of our closet. So wait, go it's back. A very in, it's a very in thing, right? So now. go back. So what did you do in the Batman? The Batman. So Arnold Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze, right? In that. Yeah, and then Danny DeVito <laughs> was the Penguin, and um, and he was. I, I remember <laughs> George Clooney goes. Um, I think I just destroyed the. I don't want to say anything, George. He said he's going to kill me. He's in France working on something, and he said, um, I think I destroyed the Batman franchise. And I go, What do you mean? He goes. Batman doesn't chew when he talks. I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so what I did you do in Batman? Are you a voice of a character? I had to do actually some stunts and some background stuff. So it was kind of, you know, I was like, ouch. You know, it's like, oh, Batman, you know, like, you know, so that was the kind Love of cool it. stuff. Uh, at, at, what, at what age did you meet your father, Mickey? Um, I think I met him when I was about, because he came up and he said, you're my son. It was kind of that weird Hollywood story. I, this young guy, he was an, he was a, he was a, living a normal life. And then he came to Hollywood and the guy, the actor said, you know, you know, you're my dad. He goes, I know you're my son. I haven't seen you ever. I think it was around, I'm not sure. I was, I was young when I first met him because I traveled with him until I was like 10 or 11. And then I went off and I had my own album deals. I was in the Bay City Rollers. You know, I was, I was one of the youngest guys to do, all this kind of stuff. So then um, I ran back in. Well, you're him. actually a member of the Bay City Rollers? That was one of the first yeah, records I ever laugh. got. If you look it up, you won't believe it. Gonna keep on dancing. Yeah, it was. What happened was. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Gonna keep on dancing to the rock and roll. That's why I live in Europe, because I'm all over Europe singing as the Bay City Rollers and Air Supply. But the thing about the Bay City Rollers are they're all supposed to be Scottish, you know, and I got a bit of English in me. So Sid Bernstein, who was the Beatles manager, was my manager. And I met Paul McCartney, I met all those guys. And he said, you know what, they need a voice. They need a voice for this band. And I went, what are you talking about? You know, and he goes, well, why don't you go in there and sing a couple of, you know, you know, tunes? I said, okay. So I went, Sid Bernstein took me over and he put me in this thing and I did the recording and then the the direct the guy the the guy's manager I didn't like him he was um, the Bay City Rollers manager said we want to use his voice and if you look it up you can see all the names of the people who they that was a part of the Bay City Rollers I was one of them and I mean I did the lead singing for them and I oh did a lot gosh. of oh my gosh I remember the album cover like because you guys they're all dressed in wild we clothes had the with hair, tube I had socks the hair, like and the hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love I it. So, it. so we have two Donnie, minutes. Uh, Go ahead and yeah. say something. Two minutes. Say something. Ava Gardner. Did you ever meet her? A beautiful woman. Oh yeah, Mrs. Gardner was fantastic. No, she was really nice. You know, it's funny. I asked her a question. I go, "Why did I got to tell you what she did?" My dad first saw Ava Gardner on the MGM studio lot. He walked up to her and said, first thing he said to her, "Will you marry me?" And she looked at him and said, "You're crazy. Come back tomorrow." For two years, he came back every day to the same spot asked her to marry him 
So I said, why did you finally marry my dad after all this time? She goes, he made me laugh. And she goes, then he came back. <laughs> she goes, not many men come back. <laughs> that well, Jane, was so cool. Jane Russell, Jane Russell told cool. me Ava Gardner was nuts. Because I, I asked crazy, her, I, you know, I said, what was Jane, what was Ava Gardner like? And Jane said, oh, she was a nut because crazy, of yeah, all the things that she and Frank did together. Jane Russell was very good friends with Frank Sinatra. So I yeah, think she I, was in Frank's corner more than Ava's. Yeah, I mean, she, Mrs. Gardner never really told me she didn't really, you know, Frank was, you know, whatever. She didn't want to, I think, you know, <laughs> I remember, I think she said, she told me some stuff I shouldn't say, but it was interesting, you know. Actually, we got to go I, anyway. I, you know, I was, in, I was in London when she died, and then I went and saw Olivia de Havilland. She was amazing. She was a yeah, hundred and something when I saw her. She so, was the queen. I wanna, hey, young man, listen, I'm going out to meet. I was I was I was only a child when Mary um, Mary Poppins came out, you know, with Judy Judy Andrews. I was talking to her about that. Now I'm going back to Europe to see her to have this reunion with her. It'll be fun. You should go with me because you know Dick Van Dyke. I saw him doing his show just a couple of weeks ago. He's still great at 91. You know, and I love uh, it. Her, you know what? These people are are you know they're our royalty as much as the royal families that I see in Monaco and everything. She, these got, you know, man, when you see Julie Andrews, you're, you're, you start thinking, oh, whoa, this is unbelievable, you know, because they, don't, they don't write stories. They don't write uh, stories like that anymore. All right. And so I here's got what we got to do, because because okay. we're at a We're at a time already. And James, and I'm really going to punch you in the head when I see you for not giving us the full interview time. You're going to have to you're going to have to come, come back. back when you're when you're you, free oh, wait, and you wait, have wait. nothing going ah, on. James, okay. Jimmy, Jimmy, you owe yeah. me. Don't ever own an Italian from Brooklyn. Because you'll have your, <laughs> knees, your knees will get broken on a curb. Everybody, this is Jimmy Rooney. Congratulations hey, on all your Jimmy. success. We're like, thanks, you guys. Great time. You thanks for coming by. And we'll see you soon. Take soon, care. Jimmy. Ouch, Elliot. You know, you're a great, you're a great guy. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye. Thanks for yeah, tuning in. Thanks for letting me explain how stupid people write stupid things. You know, absolutely. Give a shit about these fucking assholes. Fuck them. Bye. I got to invite you to my show in France. They love it. It's crazy. But yeah, you should just look at my IMDb and just see where it would show oh, I'm Jim, doing. Jim, 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 Jim. Don't prove Listen, anything. Clark, you got it. Clark Abel and Loretta Young had a daughter. Okay. Yep. And it's the same thing with you. You're a son That's out right. of wedlock. Look, Mickey you, Rooney was a horny son of a bitch. And I understand he was hung like a mule. So he must, have been, he must have been banging every bitch in Hollywood. So I'm You sorry. know, it's funny. You you said the same thing that... that banging um, every What's his name said? But you know what? It's funny is uh, Clark Gable. I talked to Clark Gable Jr. And he had a, a sister. Clark Gable had a daughter that he didn't know he had a sister of. You know how I found out? We were eating dinner and I looked at this girl and I said, man, your ears are bigger than his. And she goes, that's my dad's are. And we yeah. didn't even know that was Clark Gable's daughter. Wait, we got to go, though. We got to go. We got to go because we're way Hollywood. over time. That's Hollywood. Thank you. Oh, Bye. Jim. Thanks, everybody. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude.
chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show yeah. with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell.